Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode where I have a very special co-host. She is hilarious. She is amazing. She's my partner in crime <laughs> at, at family events. She is my, also my cousin. <laughs> this is Kate. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so, Kate, you have a lot of experience with nice guys. I literally sat in my car today thinking about this and like more stories kept coming <laughs> in my head. And I was like, all right, like six, seven, eight different guys. Like, who am I going to choose? <laughs> like my whole life, ever since I was old enough to have like mixtapes made for me in like sixth grade. Oh my God. Yeah. No. <laughs> it dates back to the mixtapes. Nothing more romantic. I got some CDs in my day for sure. None, none of them were asked for. Unprompted. No. Always. <laughs> All weird mixes of like Beyonce and country music. (laughs) A little bit of like bluegrass thrown in there. You're like, why not? So set the stage for us. All right. So I'm going to talk about one, just the perfect persona of the nice guy. Like if I could make a little clay man as the poster child of a nice guy, this guy is just like chef's kiss. Uh, Right before I met my husband, right before, like immediately before. I met someone online who was very like fit, very attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a water skier. Like we just kind of hit it off on these really weird, like niche topics. And, and he lived in the same city as me and um, we kind of started hanging out. So just to set the scene here, our first date was to a karaoke bar, a big popular one in the city with his sister and then his bandmates. He was in a band. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a lot. (laughs) Would you like to be my entire band and a family member? <laughs> but the thing is, it made it, it was so fun. And I like fell in love with them. So his sister was like, Ugh. she reminds me of pink. She was super cool. Had like I colors in her hair. She was so fun to hang out with. She was like super goofy on the karaoke stage. And then his bandmates were awesome. And I sang karaoke with like his lead singer. And I, I don't have like a lot of gall to do that normally but they like hyped me up it was so much fun you're such a good singer too you have an amazing voice will you sing for us no i'm just kidding okay i would kill you i know i'm kidding (laughs) so it was this really fun night where we all just kind of got tipsy and i was like in this kind of honeymoon la la land of like oh my god this is like this guy's amazing we're into the same things his family already likes me like we kind of knocked all these things off the bat right on the first date and like his bandmates and friends were so cool And so that's like how it got started. So I, at that age, (laughs) in my 20s and late teens, I would just like, I'd fall hard for guys and I I had blinders on. Like I would see all these positive things and no red flags at all. So I was immediately like, I'm in love. (laughs) There's nothing wrong here. This is the man for me. So that was like our first date experience. And then everything went downhill from there. I said he was like very fit. He was very, he worked out a lot. He was a PhD student for like, I don't even know. He like did cancer research. So it was all like on the, by the books was like really appealing. Right. And so he like invites me over, (laughs) this is when it started, (laughs) invites me over to his apartment and starts giving me this weird, like everything was through like text or Facebook messenger. And he was saying like these kind of backhanded advice on how to like cut carbs out of my diet and oh how... mm. <clears throat> but like how he was gonna like I'm gonna mm. make this meal for you I'm gonna make steak I want you to come over and, and I'm gonna cook it and I'm gonna <laughs> if so, if a man Ooh. ever said to me 
I'm going to tell you how to cut carbs. I'm like, and you are cut out of my life. Yeah. And I can't, I wish I could remember, or I had like receipts of what exactly he said, but I remember like, as he was saying it, feeling so insulted by Mm. how he was like implying that he felt about my body. But at the same time, it was so outrageous that I was like, no, this can't be what he means. Right. Right. Like in retrospect, looking back on it, it was so manipulative that like he worded it in a way that he was just like, making himself seem like the expert on how to like eat healthy, but like still delicious. So he hyped up this meal. was like, I'm going to make you a steak. <laughs> I go to his apartment. I kid you not. He disrespected this hunk of meat. It was like <laughs> a, <laughs> it was a flank steak that he pressed oh. until every ounce of juice was squeezed out of it on a George Foreman grill. Oh. That was, mm. that was his steak. A delicacy. <laughs> Literally, I could have taken it and like probably broken somebody's face with hitting them. It was like rock hard, no juice, no grease, nothing. It was horrible. They're really good at uh, the overselling themselves, like, and just not caring that they're not delivering, which I think is very interesting about them. You're like, do you not know this is horrible? Like, do you not know how bad this is to the hyping? So like at this date, just just for the cringe factor, I like realized that he was really jealous. Cause I, when I get like tipsy, I'm, I'm giggly and silly and like friends with everybody and just have a time of my life. I don't get like angry or same. And so I realized at his apartment that he was really upset by how much I bonded with his lead singer of his band. Cause he and I, the lead singer and I oh. sang karaoke together. Mm. And I was like, wow, you're such a good singer. And like, I can't believe you made me feel that comfortable to be able to sing a duet. Like, that's not me. And he didn't like that, I guess. <laughs> he didn't like How that dare I you? Yeah, but how dare I bond with his best friend? Like, don't like my best friend. Like me. Yeah. So cue the uh, bring out the guitar and let me serenade you moment. Oh, that's my least favorite moment in the history of the world. Yeah, You're, at least it's... it wasn't Hotel California by the Eagles. <laughs> but... <laughs> when when it comes to that, or like seeing someone, it, like, you're like, oh my God, no, please God, no. Okay, okay, how bad's it going to be? What's the song choice? Can I sit through it? And what do I do with my face? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm just going to go like this. I'm going to squish my face inward. Make... You can't read my body language. I am be... pleased with what's Uncomfy. happening. <laughs> I don't know why they do that. How was it? It was terrible. It was oh. to this day. I can't listen to this song. It was, I don't even know. Glycerine. Glycerine. <laughs> the most <laughs> abrasive. Like that's so awesome. He's like, babe, listen up. You settle yeah. down. I'm going to just serenade you. Glycerine. <laughs> he literally was the most like gravelly, horrible, like out of tune voice. And I'm just <sighs> like, like, I love like, this. It's so good. Please complete it from so beginning to end. Don't just give me a clip. I want the whole thing. I did have an ex once play a song for me. He's like, I got a song I wrote. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Super cool. Please play it. Please. I would love to hear it. And it was like this angry, angry song about his ex. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh am I supposed to like that? Because that feels unresolved. <laughs> my, my heart is pitter pattering. He literally was screamoing. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. loving it. We love it. We love, <laughs> we love the boys that sing angrily at us. Mm-hmm. I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> to this day. If that song plays, I get the ick. Like, and Aaron, my husband, knows this story, and he'll like, <laughs> so do a couple of my Don't friends. Play it. And if, 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 yeah, if it comes on, it's like, 
I just want to see you get uncomfortable for a minute. Here's a little like loving moment for every girl that's uncomfortably had to listen to a guy play an acoustic guitar. That for- should be the in- the intro song to this episode. Is, is a guy playing an acoustic guitar? <laughs> Glycerine. <laughs> it's oh. a nice guy. Okay, go ahead. Continue on. I know it gets no, worse. No. So I'm I'm trying to think. So that was like our second date. And it was just, it was uncomfortable. Like our conversation was really stiff and like we were kind of even like arguing about stuff I don't remember all the details I just remember feeling like everything that came out of my mouth I had to defend to him because Mm. he was so superior and he was a PhD student and it was like he always had to throw those little digs in about how he was like getting this higher education and stuff and I was just about to graduate college I had just gotten a job um, I took over full time for a childcare teacher who was on leave for this big surgery. So I was taking, I wasn't just like working as an intern anymore. I was like the teacher taking sure. her place on top of finishing school on top of also still waitressing at my other job. So like I had a lot going on at this yeah. time and I was trying to figure out how I was going to like transition from being a college student into like the real world. So right. it was a lot going on. And like, Basically, I used that as an excuse instead of just this was my fault instead of just coming forward and being like, hey, you know, you've been on a couple of dates this isn't really working out. I just kind of like backed off and was like, yeah, anytime from that point forward, he would ask to hang out. I would be like, yo, I'm really busy or whatever. And there were a few times where he like caught me going out with my work friends after Ew. a shift. One yeah. thing I want to say is. As much as it's like, that's my bad because I didn't say straight up you freak me out. It's also like, you don't have a sense of safety all the time. Like you don't, we don't always feel comfortable because we don't know like how people are going to react. And so it's like, when guys are like, I got ghosted. It's like, well, maybe you made someone so uncomfortable that they didn't feel like they could be honest with you and and communicate what they were feeling. That's exactly how I felt. Leading up to that, I think most of my relationships had ended with more of like the guy being the one to make the final break. So I was kind of in this unfamiliar territory and just didn't have like the balls yet to do it. (laughs) The balls. I I hate that. I didn't have the ovaries to do it. I did this and just kept kind of giving excuses instead of just telling him like, I'm not interested. But being very obvious that I was not interested. Yes, yes. Like he, and then he got angry that I was prioritizing work and school and friends over him, which he was not my boyfriend. I'm sorry, you date, did you start dating at some point? (laughs) Like we had never established that we were exclusive, not like we barely knew each other. Oh, we love that. Saying that, like I got this message from him. Oh God, buckle up. (laughs) Okay. I was showing my husband earlier when I was like preparing for this. And I was like, look at this. Look at this message. Look at this. I literally had to scroll like 20 times on my phone to get through the entire message. But I screenshotted some key points. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, you seemingly justify and legitimize things in your mind in order to define your priorities. And guess what? You get stuck in another bad relationship. Yes, I have a sister and I know how timing works. You end up dating some asshole because guess what? He came at the right time in your life and you were open to it at that point in time. And that's why girls carry so much baggage and relationship problems sometimes. Oh, okay. Put a little little asterisk there to come back to. (laughs) Let's star that. (laughs) I'm not trying to sound like an but it's true. They go through a cycle. You have a relationship, you break up, you need time to get over the person, or you pick someone up off the rebound. The rebound turns out to be a bad idea because you jumped the gun. Guy turns out to be a 
asshole. You break up, more baggage. But then you want to get back together with your ex because you missed the person. Or you pick someone based on your past relationships. But it ignores the fact that you aren't seeking the right person. Oh, I'm glad I'm glad he knows more than you about who you are seeking. Right? Oh, mm. You won't know if it's the right person if you base everything solely off of timing and how you feel in the present. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't you- know. Like... Don't listen to your feelings. Don't listen to your gut. Don't listen to attraction like me I because I said so. It's he he's trying so hard and this isn't this is only like a snippet. There's so much more. <laughs> what happens is this is horrifying. This is like a novel. So, he's he knows everything about me. Apparently those two oh. dates he really got to know you good. He's Yeah. Through the, all the talking I did choking down that drop stake. <laughs> God, what? Oh, yeah. And he served me ice water because health. What happens is your friends are your excuse. It isn't fair to the other person who also has friends and is playing the balancing act. So do you look back and say I was living in the moment for my friends or was I living for myself? Or did I at least let my guard down and try to let someone in my life? Did I let God guide a part of my life? Oh, oh, and God's involved. (laughs) I think I was like, we, you know what we need in here? Jesus. He's like, you know what? If I can't get her with my words, I am going to use the literal Lord and universe to say this is predestined by I'm God. Gonna, I'm going to strike Jesus straight into her heart. I don't She's mind. Gonna... I don't mind bringing Jesus into this. Like, no, no qualms. I will absolutely <sighs> use Jesus as my wingman. Until you can answer that question, you will always be stuck where you are now. Or you can find some guy who has no insight on the issue. He'll date you and won't care either way, whether you call him once a month. Maybe he just wants a piece of Oh, pleasant. He'll just be some random guy that happened to hit you at the quote right time in your life. Does that make him the right guy or does that make him the one who only reached you at the right time? Think about it. Why don't you just think about it? Like I'm some, I don't want to swear. You can swear. (laughs) If it's bad enough, I'll believe you. Like I'm just so an idiot sitting here like not having any idea how yeah. my life works or how time Check works it. let me just think yeah. this through actually i have an epiphany thank you so much you know the first four pages of this text i wasn't <laughs> with you but then you said god and then you said think about it and now i love you uh, you really let's, got me let's go to the karaoke bar where i will ignore everyone except <laughs> you there's parts that i left out where he's like i'm sorry for writing so much like they are just no, not. so much easier for me to put my thoughts into onto paper like this and it's like okay let me just blah, 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 like <laughs> let me just take read the hours. harry potter series here <laughs> as you get through your point okay yeah here's my response next he he wrote the last thing that he wrote here was think about it <laughs> did you finally did you finally let your guard down for the other guy but you'll be left wondering what if what if I had gone the extra mile? What if I had gotten the better guy? All I'm saying is when you base everything off of timing in your life and the feelings you feel right now, it doesn't work. Ugh. And I wrote, <laughs> all right, we'll call him Brian. That's not his real name, but we'll call him Brian. So Sorry to all the Brian's out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brian, look. <laughs> that worked well. These novel length messages and the conversations we've had in the past about stupid shit via text messaging, etc. It's quite frankly, freaking me out a little bit. (laughs) I don't know. This whole situation is just odd and it's not working. I'm sorry. I'm being upfront and blatant now, but I just don't think that we mesh well together at all. 
I just constantly feel like I'm defending myself and my thoughts and opinions to you. And I don't want a relationship like that. I guess this whole message thread just really made me realize that. And I know I should have said something sooner. I'm a bitch, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you'll say. (laughs) And apparently you think that you are the expert on girls and on stress, but everyone is different and you have no idea what I felt in the past or how I choose to deal with stress in the present. I'm sorry, but I kind of take offense to how you jump to conclusions about me. Anyways, I would love to come to one of your shows. I would be completely fine if you were there with another girl. (laughs) To be (laughs) honest, I didn't take this situation to be entirely monogamous as it is. Dating is dating. You meet people and you find out who works and who doesn't. That's how I roll, at least. I don't think I'm a shallow person, but if you want to judge me that way, then that's up to you. Because he called me shallow in a previous message. Oh, we'd love to see it. Wonderful. I said, I'm sorry about everything. Hopefully you can just take me for me and not continue to try to psychoanalyze everything that I do slash don't do slash hypothetically do in your potentially will do. (laughs) Oh, there's so so much more. I screenshotted the whole thing, but I won't. won't, uh, That was a nice way of responding, though, because I feel like I would have been so rage filled. Ooh, that was it was well put. There's six more screenshots of his response after that. Oh, my God. I think the most dangerous part of the nice guy is the story he creates in his own mind with nothing, nothing contributing other than his own fantasy. Like he in his mind, you were a couple in his mind. You were trying to get with his bandmate in his mind. He knew everything about you, what you what you did in the past, what you're doing now, what you're going to do in the future, what your true needs are, what kind of guy you would be with, what kind of guy you go for. That wouldn't be the one for you. And like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, he had me all figured out, I guess. he. There, another part of the message that I didn't read, he like started comparing me to his previous girlfriend. Oh, okay. I'll tell you right now. If someone is comparing you to their ex, positively or negatively, I don't care which one, run. <laughs> run. Yeah, he, he was like saying all this stuff about how like he eventually broke it off with her because it just, they, they weren't like vibing or whatever for similar reasons or she wasn't making enough time for him. And then- uh, <laughs> What's the common denominator? Yeah, you, man. (laughs) It might be you, bro. And then she went and got engaged shortly after. And he was like so offended by that. And I remember telling him like, because he he didn't stop. Like there was, he was really pushing for me to like reconsider for a long time. And I met Aaron like a week after this message thread happened. My husband. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember telling him like, Dude, I'm sorry. I've met someone else. I've like, met you need to my stop. dream man. So go away. Yeah. And he, he sent me like a, I think it was through text. So I don't have it saved, but I remember it being like, oh yeah, good luck to you. Like that's not going to work out for you. Look at how quickly you moved on. And <laughs> like, like, I was never with you. I didn't move on. I was never stagnant. I was like, passing yeah, through. Like, look at us now, man. We're married look with at- two kids. And you guys are like the best couple. I know. So <laughs> truly, truly. Yeah. I just and- needed you to like be the the bad side of my standards the bottom bar the pendulum had to swing I was at the worst of the worst I'm with the best of the best thank you so much I just can't and it's like the fact that you guys never like we're dating you were together it's like a a couple dates and he's like I don't know you could do this to me it's like (laughs) I don't owe you anything first of all second of all I have just as much of a right as you to say you're not my type. This isn't right. working. I don't like you. You yeah. are an asshole. <laughs> you smell. 
you made me feel bad about myself. You made right. me question every one of my opinions. Like yeah. that all individually should yeah. have been enough. Because that, you know, it's questioning your own reality. And he's like, you don't know what you feel. You don't know who you are. You don't know the what you need in the present moment. You don't know what to do with your time. It's like, I'm sorry, who died and made you king of me? <laughs> yeah. And luckily I had enough like wherewithal and experience in that point in my life to be able to be like, you dude like (laughs) I knew that he was wrong but to a lot of vulnerable girls like that type of analysis and like breakdown of their personality and like traits like that that could really hurt somebody (laughs) and it did me yeah (laughs) I've been all sides I've been the younger part and the older part it's interesting because I was watching have you heard of Nexium the cult drug oh no (laughs) different paths Keith Rainieri, who is the ultimate nice guy, basically did all these terrible things because he convinced he, the or, the whole organization believed he was the most ethical person on the planet and the smartest person on the planet. And that's how he got away with everything is because no one was able to question him because he had made himself the authority, right? Didn't, um, is that the guy that had a bunch of girlfriends? Uh, yeah, he had a, 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 um, a sex cult, uh, yeah, horrible yeah, okay. thing. Yeah. Watch it. It's bad. <laughs> I'm thinking of the right cult. You're, all, you're thinking of the, the right thing. of cults out this there. This is trauma light, so I can't get into it, but yeah. brand branding was involved. It was bad. Yeah. Um, anywho, but the point being there was, I, I think she's a psychologist who focused on people who are in cults. One of the things that they do is that they convince you, you are broken. And that they are the only solution to that. And I feel like that's what nice guys do. They break you down systematically. And then they say, but don't worry, babe. I I got you. You found me. You (laughs) found me at the right time. Time, time, right time, time, right, right. Right guy, right time. Right right guy, right time. That's probably what he chants, you know, in his mirror at night when he's looking at his abs and is holding his George Foreman grill. He's like, right time, time, right time, right. <laughs> Good night, sweetheart. I know. I wish he took the steak out at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre that like they think they can tell you they're the right one for you. And you're like, but you don't even know me. Like they never even know you. I don't know a single nice guy that I dealt with that had any idea who I was as a person. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like reading the stuff he was saying, I was like, our first date was in a loud karaoke <laughs> bar. We did not speak in depth about anything so you have our second date to go off of right and no joke like what I read was probably like one eighth of what he wrote to me and it was just it was so it went so deep and like it started to get really mean oh I'm sure so I married my husband my husband has a genetic disorder we went through this whole ordeal that you know all about it but anyways it, it was very public we were Yes. A lot of people knew about this. He like had the nerve several years down the road to send me this big, long message about how he knew all about Aaron's genetic disorder. (gasps) And he knew what what technology was up and coming that was going to like cure him. And I was like, dude, get out of my life. (laughs) Get out of my life. I was like, thanks for the help. Like none of what he said was true. Right. You're an idiot. He was like grasping for some. It was like he needed to have that hold. Yeah, yeah, like that he had to have some sort of like superiority or like authority yes. over or answers to my problems because it was like coming off as he was trying to be helpful, but like everything he was saying was wrong and he was acting as if I hadn't already done the research about the, right. the disorder that could kill my husband. Right. So he like well, was, it's like, mm, I think I might have looked into it. 
Um, yeah, he like talked down to me like a child, and I just it, that was like the last straw well, for me. You held out for a lot of straws. Um, but here's the thing, though: it's like the audacity to try and one up your husband by saying, you know, it's like, oh, he he's got a disease. Well, I know all about how to cure that. Like of oh, all so things weird on this earth to one up, you're like, mm, nope, nope, might no, nah, might punch you. I might punch you right in the face. Yeah. And this was after, after like, it was so well known that we were part of a clinical trial yeah. at like one of like with the top researcher on the disorder in the world. Like, like, hmm. I'm like who are you? Like, I'm sorry. DMs. Did you, did you get on Wikipedia for a quick sec? And yeah, it's, oh. they think they're so smart too. That's the other thing is like, they always underestimate the woman's intelligence and they always overestimate their own because they'll say shit that you're like, what do you, you think that? low of me <laughs> like do you think, think i think stupid? that's right <laughs> yeah oh my god what a nightmare yeah yeah like god help you had you dated him yeah thank god because several years prior i probably would have because i was a moron you're not a moron yeah. though it's like that's the thing i i'm talking to myself too because i've dated a ton of them I, well i didn't even know i was gay at the time so if we're talking about missing some things <laughs> miss miss some uh, big old issues um <laughs> we're not prepared for that type of manipulation like at that age and i've I talked about it because the, the episode i did about the ugh, guy who is so much older than me like there's a reason that stuff happens when you're in your 20s or younger is because you're forming who you are it's like charming to you at that age yes. for some reason <laughs> i don't know the way and you clearly are pretending you do so Okay. My 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 Adonis is here. My much older yes. and smarter and more experienced. He's so God. smarter and he's a great cook and he plays the guitar so well. Um oh, God. Steak just hit the spot. Mm. There's one more thing that he said that I screenshotted specifically, just one part after oh I finally was like, All right, listen up. This isn't working. He said, Well, either I just sat back and hoped and waited that your impression of me would change, or I call you out but I'm the impatient type. And when someone feeds me excuses, I act. It was already a deal breaker for me prior to this entire conversation. So he was trying to say, no matter all of the shit that he sent me, it was oh. already, he was already done. Cause you, he was, so you said I I'm done. And he goes, that's funny because yeah. uh, I was done before <laughs> I even tried to convince before the date. I me. put five hours into <laughs> this message. I should have like played off of that and been like, so if I, if I really wanted to like try if I again, try will like, hard. Yeah. If I come gravel, will you give me another chance? Can like, I have another steak, please? <laughs> so annoying. I remember reading that line. That's the one that gets Aaron and I every time because it's just like, oh, he was you done. got me. And dedicating all that time out of the pure goodness of his heart to really teach me. The nice guy manifesto he wrote was just for the lols. I think one of the biggest lessons I had to learn was that I can still be a kind person, mm -hmm. but hold my own boundaries. Like yes. I, I don't have to like uh, sacrifice one for the other. Right. Like I, I always was so worried about hurting feelings that even if somebody was an absolute troll to me, like yes. I didn't, I didn't want to like burn a bridge or, or yes. I, I, this weird, like, need to just have everything end peacefully like sometimes it's not going to end peacefully yeah. sometimes you got to just put your foot down and you got to put somebody in their place and then you have to move on and like they're probably going to hate you for the rest of their lives yeah. like you have to just let that be the case because you can't sacrifice your like morals and integrity for somebody just right. because they're 
Like it doesn't make you a bad person if you stand up for yourself. You can't sacrifice yeah. yourself for somebody who has no cares at all about hurting you. Yeah. And I think those dudes will always like if the door is just just a little yeah. crack they're gonna keep trying to come through it so i i agree i think and i i was always too nice i would let things go like that guy that was so terrible i didn't block him till way later and yeah, like same. there's guys in my life who i like dated you know in high school or something who are not who are not good people and i just would yeah. like it's like well i don't want to be rude it's like no i know I don't have to give you access to my life because that's what it is at the end of the day, especially with social media. That's what it is. It's access to your life. It's your family. It's your kids. It's your whole entire existence. And guess what? They don't get it. They don't have to have it. And that was something I had to learn is like, no, I have every right to choose who gets access to me. Right. And a lot of them don't. There's definitely people who I, I allowed access to my life. Who I, I shouldn't have. Like those type of people are never t- trying to get into your life for a good reason. Like they're never coming in with something good. They haven't, they're not bringing, they're not like, yeah. oh my God, I bake cookies. You know, they, everything they do is with, with an ulterior motive. So it's like, just stop, just stop the game. It's a game. Like st- yeah. you don't have to play. <laughs> like I don't need them looking at my photos. They're doing whatever weird stuff they're saying. Like, oh, she really got stupid looking. Like, I don't know what they would say. <laughs> she really let herself go. Like, I'm sure like, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's very empowering when you're just like, you know what? No, I have a happy, happy life. Yeah. I have a good balance. Like, I don't care if anybody has crap to say about me. Yeah, who cares? Like, you go ahead yeah. and think that. Like, you can think whatever you want to think about me. I don't have to let that hold space in my brain. Yeah, exactly. Glycerine. <laughs> Glycerine. <laughs> Jesus, God. All right, we're going to end this episode. I have a feeling we'll do another one or 100 more because I'm sure we have 800 stories. Thank you, Kate, so much for joining us. Um, Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. And as always, F the nice guy. <laughs>